Alright, you recording on UK your end? London massive Stop playing it. Wait oh until we go to air. Project You, the podcast. Nathan Jake. Wait, I need to know the context of this. Grace Scott. Why don't you get the computer voice to do it? Nick Kelly. This was my plan all along. And get, DJ get Carlin. Episode <laughs> 52 in session. Nick Kelly here. Nathan Jake here. Grace Garden, I think it's only 51. Nah, 51 was last week, wasn't it? Yeah, 51 was last no, week. No, we had 52. 50. It's hard to keep track when people don't upload episodes. Shut up, guys. Sorry, we had some technical <laughs> difficulties. Apparently in 2017, not only can a file corrupt, but uh, also... Uh, it can take us an hour to work out how to fucking hear each other in this episode of the podcast. Our, our podcast dynamic is going from Little Mix to Fifth Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> you are not wrong, my friend. You are not wrong. Uh, we do start the Twitter. We do start the Twitter. Honestly, I'm not even leaving myself edit points today. I'm just going <laughs> to... This is what you must expect, dear listener. So, on Twitter, on a semi-regular basis, we ask you... To decide which song we play first. Today, our two options were Rita Ora, Anywhere, and Liam Payne, Bedroom Floor. And two you know what? very strong options. Justice prevailed. Two very good choices. Liam Payne has won with Bedroom Floor, which is so exciting. You know, I was so excited, I forgot to play it. <laughs> 53% to 47%. Pretty close. One of the closest. I mean, that's what happens when you give people 10 minutes to vote. Just before we get to the good parts of this song, I'd like to read out some messages from my dear boyfriend, Edward. If Rita Ora doesn't win the Twitter poll, I'm breaking up with you. Democracy is a waste of time. Rita Ora is superior. No, sad. This is like Clinton Trump all over again. <laughs> Very close polling number. <laughs> Love that. Love that. That's the only sign in the entire song that Puth and Little Aaron were involved. Yes. Yeah, so it's a really cool writing credit have scenario. You, have you seen the amount of people around this song? Yeah, it's absurd. Should I list them right yeah, now? Yeah, go for it. Lil awesome. Aaron, Liam Payne, Charlie Puth, Jacob Kasher, Amar Malik, Noel Zancanella, Aaron Jennings and Steve Mack. Aaron Jennings is Lil Aaron. Because that knocks one person off. <laughs> Excuse me, genius.com. That's not very genius of you. Relinquish your title immediately. Um, I am obsessed with the fact that Liam and Rita both released on the same day after having Ed Sheeran co-written and somewhat similar singles last time. They were not similar at all. They were sort of similar. They were spacious. I would say they were spacious. They very much relied on when the beat was beating, there was other shit going on, and then there would be sort of breaths and, and pauses. This one, they're all such walls of sound. And I love that. Sure. Um, important note, this is Cheryl's favourite song on Liam's album. Cheryl What's Fernandez. her name at the moment? Cheryl Fernandez, Versini, Nicole, Nee, Just Cheryl. I w- Soon I to be Cheryl Payne. Cheryl Payne. Cheryl Colpain. I'm really going to miss saying Cheryl Fernandez, Versini. <laughs> I don't commit many people's names to memory, but that's one I will always remember. Anyway, this song is so good. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's Liam being the pop star that I know he should be and mm. now is. He's going to gonna do some choreo, I'm sure, <laughs> in the performances. It'll be alright. I just want to recreate a moment that happened when I listened to this song for the first time and it happens in the pre-chorus. You begin a real, real- 
I gasped the first time I heard. <laughs> Wait, what is it? What does it say? Just the repetition of the word oh. real. I was like, oh my god, Liam's done a real pop song. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is fire. This is very good song. And I it's, think the production's perfect. The writing's so good. It just does not at all sound like Charlie Puth or Lil Aaron were involved in it. Yeah. At all. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's craziness. Alas! It sounds like if you were to play me that song and be like, Nathan, who do you think produced this? I would say Matt Man and Robin. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you would be wrong. So that's okay. I would. Project You, the podcast. Time flies by when the night is young. Daylight shines on an artist's clothes. So, unlucky second place. Rita Ora's hit single, Anywhere. This should have won because this is one of the great pop productions of our time. Vacation. I don't think the production of it is particularly special. I'm at obsessed. All. It's so absurd. <laughs> Like, this sounds like Blood Pop producing a Shakira single. And then the drop is just nuts. No sense. <laughs> I love the chorus. It's so good. Yeah. Just take me anywhere. Take me anywhere. Hear those sort of Spanish sort of sounding guitars in the background with a bit of reverb over the top of them. Okay, ready for the best drop of all time, which I can already recite. Like, I just, I don't, I don't think that drop is particularly strong, but I did really enjoy the hosts of Who Weekly trying to grapple with EDM music <laughs> <laughs> and trying to deal with the idea that a chorus didn't need to be singable. <laughs> We're like, we live in a pre-chorus world now. Yes. It's, it's good. It's good. I like it. I don't like it as much as your song. I think I like it more because no. it's absurd. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. There's no reason that that drop needs to be in there. There's no no sense no. for that drop to be in there. It's so weird. It it really is, isn't it? Who is the masterminds behind this? New favourite person on this podcast keeps appearing. What? <laughs> <laughs> now, what is a what, you ask? I don't know. <laughs> Did a song with Post Malone? <laughs> I don't know. Ask your science teacher. Alessa yeah. is on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so is Sir Nolan, who is another um, Legend. name. Total legend. He's done some amazing stuff. Amazing. Beautiful. I'm so disappointed in the video. I love that. It's it's vintage reader though, just doing nothing and doing the most at the same time. I mentioned this in the Who Weekly Facebook page, but she sings that she wants to go anywhere that like people don't know their names, and she filmed the video in New York. (laughs) Which I was like, is that a self drag? Is she just self aware? Good song. Well done, Reitz. You're doing good. Project Youth, the podcast. Chart watch. Time to check what the charts are doing, and Taylor Swift's done a Taylor Swift. I'm, I'm sick of the slander. This is a good song. No, it's not. It's terrible. It's so average. No. <laughs> no. It's good. See the hands. I'm a fan. It could definitely have a much better chorus. You're right. But it's good. It's very relatable. <laughs> it's exactly how I speak. What's it about? I haven't heard anything about it. It's just her being, like, angry at how good someone looks. <laughs> Do you have the run sheet in front of you? 
I've I've given you a link to the subject of this song. Let's have a look at this. For your evaluation. What are your views on this on this man's? <laughs> so it's about her boyfriend Joe Alwyn, who's a British actor. Oh, that's right. Um, are they still dating? Yes. What has he been in though? I have I no idea. I've, I've never heard of him. He was in something called. It was something about like a soldier who like played football. It was meant to be a big deal. It came out and no one cared. <laughs> She's um, the man. That sounds like every fucking Bend movie like about a soldier is into football. I, it was meant to be like I don't know, like Oscar Beatty kind of thing, and it, Dunkirk. No one cared. But he's currently shooting Boy Erased. Oh wow! Um, don't know who he's playing in that because they haven't released any. He's of those playing details. Troy Sivan. <laughs> It's actually Troy Zaban's understudy. My speculation that is that he's playing a character referred to as Blonde Boy. <laughs> is that the character's actual name? Uh, I don't think he's given a name in the book. And I just call him Blonde Boy. Um, this song's just painfully average, to be totally it's, frank with you. It, the production is samey. The chorus doesn't do much. I was I thought it might have been produced by Jack Antonoff, but it's actually Max and Shellback. All right. Because I would expect, I don't know, something on the word gorgeous, like some repetition or something to spice it up a little yeah. bit, but it's not really working. Um, the synths I've used are really weird. The do-do-do-do. Yeah. Like hitting a glockenspiel. It's strange, but I don't know why it's got so much hate. A cat just arrived at Grace's studio. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, I just found this detail that I brought in my printed document. Nathan's brought printed notes. Um, so there's a kid at the start of the song. There's a baby that says gorgeous. That's the worst part. Um, I hate it. Taylor reportedly revealed the identity of the child in her Rhode Island secret listening sessions. It's rumoured to be the daughter of Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Gorgeous. <laughs> what, James? Is it James Lively? <laughs> How do you of know, you know the name? His daughter's name. <laughs> I'm mad because I wanted to call my daughter James and they stole it. Um, anyway, yeah, I often will, you know, tweet and exist in the world saying things that are very similar to the things in the song. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there, though. This man's that Taylor Swift has written this song about is nothing to write home he's, about, let alone write a song about. <laughs> very much my type. Yeah, um, he is. But that photo I found to like show he's from you Norway. is the best photo of him. Oh, God. Well, that's the best one. I mean, there's not much to be done there. But, hey, you never know what someone's like in person. Um... <laughs> Someone I know said a very funny thing the other day. Um, no one's going to be happy with Taylor Swift until she writes a song saying, I want to bomb Kanye's house. <laughs> um, other thing I need to address is that people think this album is going to be another 18, um, not 1899, 1989. <laughs> yeah. It's not realistic. No. The only recent precedent we have for that iconic album is um, Teenage Dream. And after that, we got Prism, which... Yeah had big hits but was not as good. And I don't understand why people are holding her to such a ridiculous standard. We've spent five minutes Guys. talking about this. I want to move on, please. I will not stop. Oh. I'm so bored. I can't stand this man's voice. I can't stand it. Marshmello and Khalid have the number two song on Apple Music in Australia, which is a pretty big deal. Uh-oh. A lot of radio action for this as well. It's silence. But you're not a fan of the voice. I I, I can't get on board with Khalid. Oh. Yeah. At all. I don't know. It's just a bit boring. He's another hosier. <laughs> as in he's another hosier or he's not a hosier? He's another hosier. Oh, oh I thought he was hosier. <laughs> Discoveries. With, 
Project U podcast. That's cool. Don't you like that? Uh-huh. Very sad. I don't think his vocal improves by me hearing more of his vocal. <laughs> Number 26 on iTunes at the moment. And there was some other fact. Oh, number 17 on the ARIA charts, which is significant work from old mate. Uh, One more song on my end. Oh, well done. They've given me a two-second grab of that song. Well done, whoever carded that. It's been carded as a two-second hook. (laughs) Fucking Jesus Christ. Okay, I think I've got a better one. Well done to all involved. Oh. Post Malone sounding like 30 seconds to Mars. Number 40 on iTunes at the moment. That's a sentence I'd never want to hear again. No. No, neither do I. I much prefer the rock star sort of shit. He does have a really nice singing voice, though. Oh, he sounds much better doing this than he does rapping. So much better. Um, I think we need to discuss something about number nine. Yeah. We do, because I haven't uploaded the interview, which I'm going to do. The icon, the legend, Lauv, is coming to Australia. Coming to probably wherever you are, too. Yeah, (laughs) Philippines. I love a thorough tour announcement. We do. I love when you can announce Oslo and Sydney at the same time. (laughs) Um, Kudos to the team at, um, I can't remember what they're called, but there's a team in Australia that have been working around the clock to get this to happen and to get uh, Lauv in Australia a big thing in Australia beyond what he already is. Um, and they should be commended for that. So they've announced this tour with Nicole Miller in support, which is great. Mm. Um, oh. It's it's an ambitious tour, but I'm excited by it. Um, I love I love shows at the Metro, so I'm, I'm keen as a bean in a washing machine. <laughs> Please never say that again. <laughs> oh Brisbane, the 13th of March at the Triffids. <laughs> Sydney, 15th of March at the Metro. Melbourne, 16th of March at the Corner. And for our six Auckland, li- Auckland listeners of all time, uh, 19th of March at the Power Station. I thought that's where they oh, get power classic. from. Um, they I love hanging at the power renewable station. Renewable energy over there, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also they're releasing some sort of album thing. A ten, tra- a ten track record will be out soon, uh, called "You Ooh. When I Was 18. Uh, it's going to be coming out worldwide. It's it's a, it hasn't been referred to as anything like it's not an album. It's not a mixtape. It's not a mini album. Is it just an excuse to? Put a whole bunch of songs together for streaming. Physically release the songs he's already put out. Yeah, um, there's a few songs I've never seen on there before, though. There's, oh, is there actually? A list? What, yeah, have you got the list in front of you? No, where would yeah, I? Yeah, I'll hand it? the list to you. You probably can tell us more about. I certainly can, because I'm a loud expert. Yeah. None of those songs are new. Um, just the story never ends. We have an acoustic piano version of currently, which we will get a full version of, I assume. But that's ten songs. Yeah, they're all already out. There you go. Well done. <laughs> but the music boy, are industry. they brilliant. And boy, will I buy a physical copy of, of that. Of course you will, yeah. <laughs> I hope it comes in like a proper CD and not just a like soft sleeve cardboard kind of mm. thing. Sometimes I like a soft sleeve, although oh. I did... <laughs> have we just become the music's podcast? I had, I had an issue yesterday. I ripped the... My Joseph Salvat soft sleeve uh, paper situation. <laughs> Trying to get a, get the disc out. It just wouldn't budge and it ripped. And I was like, wow, this is why, why uh, you know, paper and cardboard albums aren't that good of an idea. This is why CDs are dying, Nathan. Look, 
Grace, I don't see you supporting your favourite artists. Yeah. Look, you'd be right. But Are you propping up okay. the Australian music industry, which boasted its best profits in about 20 years last year? No. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not JB High The flailing music industry. Customer. His would have been the only Australian album I've bought in recent years. Let's play another song. Project U, the podcast. So Maroon 5 are back on their bullshit. Um, <laughs> this one, I don't know how they're doing this, but this one has ASAP Rocky on it. It's called Whiskey. What are they doing? Is it a whole collab album? There's a, I think it may be, yeah. Um, there, there's, a, there's an idea that he may be holding all of these artists' families hostage. And I don't know if there's been any recent hostage situations that would stop me from making that joke. Something that irritates me is from rap fans is that the idea that their favourite artists are above appearing on pop songs, it's always like, how did they get them on it? Mm. It's like, how were they coerced on this song? Yeah, it's like, maybe... It's like, oh, you don't think maybe they'd want promotion they want people to hear them rapping exactly <laughs> scissor getting on what lovers do was a, a smart pivot a smart little little shift to make her a fucking big name in mainstream so when she puts out another single she can be a big deal people She's, know it there's a precedent for her being played on radio like it's these are smart things and it's not like mm. they were forcibly coerced into doing exactly. pop songs because they're above that. I it's mean, four of the weird. four of the singles in the top ten right now have features on them. This is not exactly a new phenomenon. We've been doing features for about fucking 60 years, to be totally honest. Um, the one thing I will note about this Maroon 5 song, no oh. drum, the entire song. I don't have time for that. I know, I'm bored. It, it, it needs to hold my attention somehow and it's not doing that. It's got a couple of clips here and there. The Julia Michaels one. Help me out. That's I actually cool. really like it, and it's been getting a lot of flack on the line. I oh. have not listened to it in full. I'm just so bored of them at the moment. I don't know why. At projectu.tv. Wigs were set up wonderfully. My wigs. Wig for everyone. Wig heads wig. Hey, wig. This wig. I am wigless. So, who is Alias? Alias is a producer and writer from Melbourne. So, Alias, written A-L-I-I-I. Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> Deal. A L I U S. That's very difficult when you have a microphone directly in front yeah. of your eyes. It's not super helpful for reading. <laughs> Just listen to these vocals. So the vocal is um, a dude named Blake Rose. Yeah. Who, who is... I have a fun little anecdote about Ooh, Blake Rose. I'm excited to hear it. I caught an Uber one night. He was white, so he was obviously very much down for a chat. Because all white Uber drivers talk incessantly. And we get talking about music and, you know, I said I liked the song on the radio or something. And I was like, oh, working music. He's like, oh, my, my, um, my nephew is, um, is in music at the moment. Uh, his name's Blake Rose. So Blake Rose's uncle was an Uber driver for me about a year and a half ago. So I've been on him since that Uber drive. Wow. So he's 19, just like doing covers and stuff. Yeah. But is starting to... Um, do some more significant things. Like, he's done a cover with uh, Kurt Schneider, who does all those huge covers and does always, always getting random people onto covers. I don't really know how that works or where he finds these people. 
But um, yeah, so he's a kid from Perth. It's fun. It's good. No one else is from Perth. Um, no, we've never had any other artist from <laughs> Perth. No. We don't, it, it never we happens. We don't know many Perthians. This song is honestly, I would say this is up there with one of my favourite Australian releases in recent memory. It's just really good. And I think I found it on one of the Scandinavian New Music Fridays. Yeah. So it had not registered to me that this was an Australian song until you posted it. And this I was is like, his Wait, third what? release this year, but this just smashes them all out of the park. Can you hear this all over the radio? So digestible, Absolutely. so brilliant. <laughs> and Blake sounds perfect on it. He's the dream vocalist for this song. Project U. There's a new Woods single in the world. It's called Dots, and it sounds like it should be in the opening to Huntsman Winter's War. (laughs) The accuracy. Also, how do you know Huntsman Winter's War? That's why I interviewed Chris Hemsworth, remember? Yes. On a weirdly overboard set. And he shot me with arrows. He shot an arrow at my dick. (laughs) I bought from a $1 shop. In Los Angeles. Question about Woods. They don't call them that. They're called Dollar Store. (laughs) Should be noted that she produced this. Project U. The podcast. Song to throw in the trash. Oh, it's so bad. I... I mentioned this when the song came out. I was like, her vocal is way too loud. <laughs> if she wanted it for herself, she should have just put it out. It's totally the wrong song for her. But you no. know what it shows? It's genius. It's genius. She's writing. She's she mm. did not do this vocal expecting it to be released. <laughs> this is the demo vocal. This is so rude. <laughs> I don't know who approved Another this. one of those The Weeknd featuring on Sia songs where you're not expecting it and it's just the worst vocal in the world. <laughs> like blue cheese. And, and I feel so tart. cruel because I love Julia Michaels to, the, to death. Like, I adore that woman. But I don't understand the point of this. It's just so rude to her. You like, know what it is? You know what it's trying to do, though? It's streaming. This is, in a non-streaming pl- planet, this never would have come out. Um, like... When Sia demos a song, it can just come out because she sounds ridiculous all the time. Yeah. Not everyone is like that. <laughs> Some people, you know, have to put a little bit of effort in, and that's fine, and we support it. Yeah. <laughs> and look, it does show how good Julia Michaels is as a writer, because if she can write something that isn't good for her to sing and still write it so well, and because Bieber sounds so brilliant on this, actually, it's actually amazing that she's managed to write it with that guy vocal and still get it to sound as incredible and perfect and... and and like it's meant to be there as it does when Beeb sings it. Um, speaking of guy vocals. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this is good. Project U, the podcast. Fantastic segue. This is not in the trash, by the way. Just confirming this is out of the trash. Very much so. Guy Sebastian. This is a burning house, but we should stay inside. Nearly top 20 on iTunes already. So this is an official single. Even though Vesuvius should have been a single, it never would have worked. I think Vesuvius, a Vesuvius so can't be. <laughs> it's my single. Nothing but respect I love for Vesuvius, my single. Though. Oh, shouts to the person who back announced it on my fake radio station and said, Guy Sebastian, Vesuvius. <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> Work my hands to the phone. We've just discovered via the medium of JB Hi-Fi Liftout 
that this album's coming out next week. <laughs> the album Conscious. Is that what it's called? It sure is. Yeah. Cause there's more in this bloodstone. I mean, there you go. You get the best of both worlds there. You get 2017 style writing and production, but you get that classic guy Sebastian clap along moment with the big vocals and big chant. I can't think of a better Australian pop album yeah. <laughs> like existing in recent memory. It's wild, hey. Like, we're going to get this record and we're just going to go through and go, fuck, every song is really You're good. You're going to find me next year yelling <laughs> about Guy Sebastian winning Arias. I will be yelling. You know what's... I don't want to say sad because maybe there's still another chance, but this kind of music and this album, every song from this album should be popping overseas as well. It really should be. Where is the point of letting him down? Is it his label? Is it him? Is it is it the overseas labels not taking the music to market? Yeah, I Where's just want, I wonder down? if he's signed much internationally. Like, I think there's definitely a market for the kind of stuff he's been releasing in mm. Scandinavia. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> A massive one. Like streaming. Maybe it's because he's late to everything he goes to. <laughs> like 10 years late. He's probably missed every label meeting overseas because he's missed <laughs> his flight and had to delay it 24 hours and that's why he's never actually managed to get a deal that gets him big marketing overseas. That's literally a great concept. We love probably. you, Guy. We love our Guy Sebastian. We do. Project U, the podcast. What you gotta go and do today? Still my heart up in a whip. So this is... Hedegaard. <laughs> Good pronunciation, Nathan Jake. It was Ooh. 2 a.m. on Melrose. We were drunk and talking to I've had a lot of experience pronouncing Scandinavian words and names. I mean, when you watch three seasons of a Norwegian show, it does help. Uh, three seasons of a Danish show, though I have watched Norwegian shows. So Hedegaard is Danish, and he uh, had a massive hit with chubby little Lucas Graham. Um, a few oh years God. back, which was a massive, massive smash in, in Denmark. So it's quite well known over there, but this is their first tilt at going international with his music. I really like that vocal. Drop not loving. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm a bit the same with that. It's a little bit Kygo. I think more interesting than Kygo, but on a similar yes. vibe. Um, he, I just found out, produced a song that I was familiar with from Denmark called Twerk It Like Miley. <laughs> oh my god. Was that also I by Espen who did work like Beyonce? No, no, no. It had Still Christopher on it, who ah. I think you may know. Um, That's amazing. Apparently, he's also released a song that had Hayley Warner on it. Wait, is his name Hildegard? His name is Rasmus Hildegard. Oh, that's Hildegard. so scandy. But you you can't, <laughs> can't be named Rasmus. It's the most common name there was in Scandinavia. A, there was a movie about a, a geese, I mean a goose, called Hildegard. And I remember watching it because I had my last name in it. And if I had a goose, I'd call it Hilda, and then it'd just be Hildegard. Oh. Um yeah. Twerk It Like Miley went number one in Denmark. Can we hear a bit of Twerk It Like Miley? I, I would love to play you some of Twerk It Like Miley. Oh my god. Don't get it, get it, girl. Twerking like Miley. This has 149 million views. Oh my god. On YouTube. Uh-huh. Because it's, it like it's got the word Miley in it. The and video twerk. is 
in a very similar style to um, Blurred Lines. <sighs> I bet it's oh. all, it was all, all for the socials. In that there are just women and balloons in the background. Project You, the podcast. When I came into the studio today, uh, one of the recommended videos on YouTube's homepage was something... Uh, called Landslide featuring DJ Khaled by an artist named Tony Toby Randall. And I thought, what on earth is that? And my God. I introduce you to Young Toby, Young Greatness, UK London Massive Blesser. 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 I go by the name of DJ Khaled. Khaled. Young Toby, welcome to Rock Nation. Nation. This is a 16-year-old child who looks 13, signed to Rock Nation, putting a song out. Why? Why? This sounds like it could be good. I, need you to be I can't get past the fact that he looks 12. <laughs> you mentioned that you had some information you'd uncovered about Toby Randall as well. Oh, his Rock Nation website bio is remarkable. So it says he's 16 years, years old, which I dispute. I'd like to see the papers. <laughs> she needs receipts. Um, Toby has received recognition and social support from Nicki Minaj, Hayley Williams... <laughs> Troy Sivan, Nicole Scherzinger, and others after hearing his covers of their songs. Again, I'd like to see the evidence. <laughs> I'm going to try to find some. He performed John Legend's All of Me on NBC's primetime hit show Little Big Shots, which was recently exported to Australia. With Shane fucking Kenny Jacobson hosting. Yes. I watched it in the hospital waiting room the other night. It's absurd. I just, I can't. Little big shots. Can you change? The kid accent? looks like he's in year seven. He's not sixteen. So it's a lie. Toby, it's an elaborate lie. Toby Randall covered uh, Troy Sivan's "Blue" and "Wild" and "Happy Little Pill." So he's clearly been oh. aiming for this this loving for a little while. Where is where is the evidence? <laughs> you see, Nathan. So far, I can't find any evidence of. Any notice? Yep, yeah, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I can't see anything. But uh, Toby did take some images of Troy Sivan performing at a festival. He has made public appearances alongside other major influences, including <laughs> Zoella, Pointless Blog, Cameron. Oh my God. This is this is on his official website, Cameron Dolls. <laughs> Who? Dolls. Also known as Cameron Dallas. <laughs> Cameron Dolls. Oh yeah, yeah. I just, I just can't. I just really can't. Oh, big on London he, on massive. On his website, it says um, Tove Lo uh, is one of his celebrity followers. Celebrity followers who have Great. reposted his covers. Um, well done, everyone. What's going on? <laughs> Does DJ Khaled come in at any other point? No, he's just there to do the intro. DJ Khaled, <laughs> Young Toby. Welcome to Rock Nation. 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 Oh my God. I I just, I don't, I, I. (laughs) Lot to be unpacked there. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to music in 2017. It's great to be here with everyone. Project U, the podcast. I was busy thinking about what.
doing this week <laughs> for those needing context this is nathan's boys a segment where nathan plays songs by cute twinks <laughs> um so the first is by an artist i can't actually pronounce i'm gonna give you two pronunciations um from a website called Forvo, all the words in the world pronounced. So here's the one <laughs> pronounced by a male. Odev. He's Icelandic. Yes. So <laughs> this is a dude from Iceland who we've been following for the last couple of years, I think. Shouts to Byron Cook, who saw him a couple of years ago at a showcase in LA and was raving about him. And he's very good. Um, and this song is really good. It's called I'd Love. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> in, in podcasting land, there is a thing called hand gestures where we don't have to interrupt the flow of conversation to get things to turn no, up. No, it's, it's just me. When I do them to Nathan, he goes, oh, for fuck's sake. No, it's just me <laughs> grappling with the fact that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> So nice. It sounds like it could like uh, be a really good soundtrack to like a uh, Fifty Shades. <laughs> I can play the fucking intro. You focus on I your just, songs, boy. I just boy. had it there, boy. Um, I'm not gonna spend a long time on this song because it is in Danish, but it is by far my favourite song of the week, possibly month. Uh, it's called Knock for My. <laughs> It's by this dude named Benjamin Rehan, and it's his uh, debut single, and it's um, it's it's really good. Now that just sounds like a, a normal, um, <laughs> yeah, just a, a normal <laughs> chorus thing. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of sounds a little bit like singlish, but it's super offensive. Anyway, great, great song. Um, and another song that I've really loved from this week is Nick Jonas's new song from the motion picture Ferdinand called Home, which is about a cow oh, or an elephant. I have the official. After Ferdinand, a bull with a big heart is mistaken for a dangerous beast. He is captured and torn from his home. Determined to return to his family, he rallies a misfit team on the ultimate adventure. Now, this is going to be possibly the most uncharacteristic thing of me you've ever heard. But I was listening to New Music Friday while on uh, a midnight run. (laughs) What? No! God! No! No! No, I'm cancelling the podcast. Gotta say, the the chorus really hit me. (laughs) It was great. Can we go back to why you're doing midnight runs? Uh, I had to fill my activity ring for the day. Oh, what? What? What is happening? Oh, Christ. I'm so upset. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll let it slide for now. Anyway. Nick Jonas home. I really like it. It's really good. I'm a fan. I'm getting there with it. <laughs> um, really excited that new hit film Ferdinand now. 
<laughs> Great boys this week, Nathan. Well done. Album alert. Album alert. Album alert. Always wrapping up the podcast with an album alert to let you know when album's out. Um, play a bit of it. Niles Flicker came out. Good. Exciting. Exciting. You'd know Niles Flicker for... Yeah, I want you, baby, slow, slow hands. Slow hand. As expected, this is the only song that I'm interested in. I had no real intention <laughs> of uh, driving this segment because I, I skipped through a few of the songs. And did you presume that um, one of us had listened to it? No, I just wanted to say it came out when well done. <laughs> Play the song on the loose, so don't mind that. That's a bit of fun to end the podcast on. Is it? Mm. Yeah, it's all right. Is it, though? It's a bit of a bop. Is it really? Yeah, it's a bit of fun. People I don't remember that, the last I album to I listened it, and to. And I was like, wow, I love listening to album tracks from the script. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of the vibe he's gone for, isn't it? Oh. So this was produced by Julian Bonetta. <laughs> of course it was. Who we discussed last week. <laughs> Change your ticket. Huge review scores so far. Three from NME, four from All Music, but one I do agree with, which is two stars from The Guardian. <laughs> yeah. Has Pitchfork reviewed it? I don't know, nor do I care. <laughs> I'd like to end the podcast on a very particular note this week. I'd, I'd like to, to add something that we all need to be listening to on Friday. And that is the new hit single from Jacob Whitesides. It's called Killing Me. It comes out Halloween. Another album that came out this week. Album alert. Album alert. Album alert. Is Jessie Ware's new album. I have no intention of playing any songs from the Jessie Ware album, although I think she's pretty bloody amazing. What I do want to play for you is her response to Pitchfork's review of Ed Sheeran's <laughs> album Divide, of which she was a co-writer and a co-singer. Yeah, you did a lovely review of him. Who was that? That was fucking rude. That was really mean. Like, I, you know, you know it was fucking mean too. Just don't fucking review him. If you're going to be so mean, it was bullyish. And I, yeah, I didn't like that. Especially because I was a writer on that record too. So, you know. You know. I think he's an incredible songwriter. He's also incredibly generous and he's really helped me. And I think your review was really, really mean. And I'd like you to keep this in. And I'd like you to fucking apologise to him. Iconic. One of the best pieces to camera that's ever been recorded. That was to Pitchfork. So she was doing an interview with Pitchfork and she thought to bring that up. It was like a a look into the future of my life one day. (laughs) When you finally um, start doing interviews with artists. Oh, no, it'll be you introducing me to someone at a party or something. Yeah, probably. (laughs) It'll be the Toblo incident this year. So, that's it for the podcast today. I'd give it about a 6 out of 10. Oh, that's generous. I'd give it about a C- minus for effort. We all tried. You were great. You would have been great if we could hear you. Yeah. Well done, everyone. I'm in a wonderful mood now. Thank you. Can't wait to go and seize the day. Carpe diem, cunts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who will we have music from next time we do a podcast, apart from Jacob Whitesides? There's an album coming out, isn't there? There's Uh, someone's album. uh, Sam Smith's album. uh, Is it? By the way, can people stop bloody... Just just shut up about Sam Smith for one minute and let him talk? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just let him talk. 
You don't have to decide his gender for I'm him. real. I'm real Let him sick talk. of all media. <laughs> Some mm. people are very responsible. For example, Fuck. when um, Keenan Lonsdale came out, he'd never mentioned any word that started with B. So responsible writers such as me and Matt Whitehead, <laughs> Matt Whitehead at HuffPost <laughs> AU, didn't write bisexual. Everyone else did. And today, everyone is saying that Sam Smith has, I don't know, come Uses out as... Uses they, them pronouns. Non-binary or something. Pronouns were never discussed. All he said was, I like a heel. <laughs> Literally. He was like, I don't really feel that much like as much as a man as I do a woman, which is like, I mean, fine. Sure, if he wants to come out as whatever, then fine, we'll support it and we'll do that at that time. But that's not what he said. Exactly. Stop, like, misquoting and then misgendering him because... This is the problem. This is what happens. Everyone flips head over heel when they hear that he's come out when he actually hasn't. Yeah, it's not what he said. No. If, that, it's what he, if that's what he wants to say, then then cool. I love ethical Cool your jets, everyone. Literally. Just cool the jets. Stop trying to get clicks off your damn stupid headline. No, no one cares. Sam Smith comes out as genderqueer. No. Sam Smith said he likes a heel and sometimes feels more of a woman than a man. That's not coming out of... Let him say the words. Let him come out on his own terms instead of doing it for him. I'm Alan Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Project U. The podcast.